Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now, take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. This podcast is being sponsored by Get Loopy. On episode 41, you can hear the story of Isabel, the co-founder and CEO. Get Loopy, get a 20% discount off your first order. Getloopy.com Take it from the Iron Woman. Again, we're speaking with Andrew Stack. Remember him, the war stories. We'll hear more war stories from him. Certainly a very interesting person, very rich life and interesting stories. All right, so tell us when you first arrived in Iraq, how was that? How difficult was it? How easy was it? Give us a picture of how it looked like. Well, one thing is that I've noticed that you, I travel a lot, you travel a lot, and I tend to end up meeting people that are just like me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. If I'm skiing, I have run into the same skiers in, I mean, halfway around the world. I've run into them in ski resorts. You would never think, there's no way that this person could be here, but there they are. Uh, Iraq was kind of the same way. After I won the first two Emmys, then the networks became interested. And when they called me over, they called me two weeks prior to Christmas. And I was shopping for groceries. And I said, I mean, this was my life's goal. So I said, yes, absolutely. And they said, uh, okay, we'll have you leave right after Christmas. And then while I was still at the grocery store, the phone rings again and it's the same, same boss. And he said, I hate to ask you this. I really genuinely do, but could you possibly spend Christmas in Iraq? Would you mind coming early? Half the staff is down with the, with the flu and we can't, we just don't have enough people. And I said, no, no problem at all. What do you need? And he said, uh, can you catch a flight on Thursday? This was Tuesday. I said, no problem. I'll be ready to go. I'll be there. And I was. And when I walked into the newsroom, and so a newsroom can be any room. It doesn't mm. matter. It's, it's whatever room the, the bureau picks. At this time, it was a convention center in the green zone in Baghdad. And my boss, when I walked up to him, he said, he was in the middle of talking to, to our, one of our security chiefs. So we have a security detail that's like a small army, about 50 guys. And well, maybe, no, I'm exaggerating. It's 50 total, but they rotate too. So about 25 at a time. So their job is to keep us alive. And he was talking to the security chief. I said, okay. Now I knew that I had barely gotten there in time for my first live shot. So think of this, I I have to go on live TV. I've only just arrived in the country and I've got one hour to get ready. I need, I desperately needed to talk to a producer to tell me everything I needed to know. You know, I've got one hour. 
And he's telling me, wait a second, like it's no big deal. And I'm thinking, okay, but to me it's a big deal because if I screw up today, you guys are, I may not keep my job. I have to do a good job today. This is my mm -hmm. first time. What I realized very quickly was everyone in that room was exactly like me. Mm. And I have never felt more at home than I, than I did in a war zone. Because, and even now, when I run into other war correspondents, it's literally like running into myself. Mm. What, what they were doing in the middle of the afternoon, it was four in the afternoon, they were saying goodbye because they were, one of them was rotating out and he was about to get in a car and go down the airport road, which you may recall was dubbed the most dangerous road in the world. Yeah. So they were saying goodbye. So they were doing a shot of Slivovitz. You know Slivovitz? Slivovitsa? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's very, it's it, depending, this particular batch was made by his grandmother. So mm -hmm. I imagine that it might work pretty well at running the engine in your car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was Something strong really stuff. strong. But then he turned around and he said, what can I do for you, Stack? And I said, Zoran, I just, the guy who was running things was from, he lives in Belgrade, but he's a Serb. I knew immediately when I saw them drinking in the workspace that because this was before I quit drinking, everybody the, the rule the rule was you're not allowed to get drunk but we don't care if you drink on the job you can drink beer all day long but do not screw up if you screw up your job you're out of here you're fired immediately mm -hmm. so everybody knew you're allowed to drink but there are limits until you get off your shift and uh, i pre i appreciated that i think america's become too politically correct like this mm -hmm. thing with the motorcycles i was talking about down here, I ride around with a town, mind you, on a little motorcycle. Uh, I, I'm not going much faster than I would on a bicycle. I know you should wear a helmet on a bicycle too, but sometimes I'm just going to buy ice cream and the police will see me without a helmet on and we wave at each other. We're <laughs> smiling, we're waving yeah. at each other. And I, and I very much appreciate that because I feel like in the US, they're wasting time arresting people for irrelevant crimes. Okay, to summarize, it feels like when you go into a war zone in a newsroom, you find the people that are like you and that speaks to you. You go on a ski slope, you find the people. But I feel like every day when you look into the mirror, you see yourself and you find those people because I feel like these people are interesting these people are maybe pushing the envelope a little bit like you and that's yeah. what you like a little bit but then you still you have that guardian angel who says hey andrew now maybe it's the time to stop drinking but you still can go mountain biking and skiing enjoying life within limits yeah exactly and to be honest i have three argentine friends from time, different trips down there mm -hmm. It's the same thing. One of them is a world-class mountain climber. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's, I just keep, I run into the exact same people and they're fun and they're mm -hmm. fun to hang out with and their stories are incredible. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes I need to shut up and just listen to somebody else's crazy <laughs> story, you know? I think so, yeah. But thank you so much. This is really cool. And we want to meet You're those welcome. people from uh, Argentina. They need to be on my podcast too. I'll tell you what, call, once we get settled, call me and I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring them into the room. We can do it okay. that way. Um, <laughs> and you know what, Suzanne, you're one of them. 
You're one of those people, obviously, or I wouldn't be on your show. Oh, thank you. That's a nice compliment. I like to be called crazy. Everybody works in a war zone in a way, right? And we make the best out of it. I always think there's got to be something entertaining to every story. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going. And I think one of the towns that I'm considering is Barry Loche. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Barry Loche, Argentina? They call it the Switzerland of Argentina. It's beautiful down there. And uh, the skiing in Switzerland is better, though. It's too low altitude. The snow is it's mushy. It's wet. It's mm-hmm. not dry enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Las Lanias is much better skiing. If you go down there, go, go up to Las Lanias. Okay. The reason is, is that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid ran to South America. They ran to the Pampas, but they were in Patagonia. They were in the same basic region when they ran away from the U.S. And when the Nazis got cornered, they all ran to Bariloche, the exact mm-hmm. same town. Mm-hmm. So there are schnitzel houses, there are beer <laughs> halls, there are chocolate factories. It's very similar to being in Munich. You can sit, it does not, it feels very much like Spain or any European country. Wonderful. And vaya con Dios, as they say in Mexico, right? On, in Argentina. I want to ski with you in Bariloche. How cool was that? What are you taking away now? Two episodes with Andrew Stack. Interesting life, rich life, risky life. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Chime in, leave a comment. And don't forget to order Get Loopy, getloopy.com, the plant-based snack. You get 20% off of your first order. Take it from the Iron Woman. And Take It From The Iron Woman is also a book. You can get it on Amazon as an e-book or a paperback. Take It From The Iron Woman. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.